From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation is cutting 5% of its jobs around the world, with over 1,000 employees in the newspaper business about to be let go. But that's not the only upheaval within the Murdoch media empire. Plans to merge Fox Corporation with the newspaper side of the business have recently been shelved. So what does that mean for Rupert's successor, his eldest son, Lachlan? Today, contributor to the Saturday paper and author of the biography of Lachlan Murdoch, the successor, Paddy Manning, on the merger that could define Rupert Murdoch's legacy and whether he's really abandoned it for good. It's Thursday, February 16. So, Patty, I want to start with something that happened this week, a kind of unexpected image that came out of the Super Bowl. The game is obviously a huge revenue earner for Murdoch's Fox Corporation. I think it made them something like $600 million in advertising just on that one day. But the thing that sticks in my mind is this image of Rupert Murdoch in the crowd with Elon Musk. I mean, I would love to know what they were speaking about. Me too. Elon tweeted that they uh, talked about Dogecoin, the uh, cryptocurrency. But the other interesting thing from that image, uh, Ruby, is that Liz Murdoch, Rupert's eldest daughter to his second wife, Anna, uh, was there sitting, chatting with Elon Musk as well. And what that shows is that Elizabeth is certainly not estranged from her father. We've seen a lot of speculation, and I've reported some of it myself, about how Rupert is estranged from his younger son, James. But it certainly seems from that, you know, Super Bowl, Elizabeth and Rupert certainly aren't estranged. And that has implications for the succession. Mm. So there's a lot happening at News Corp at the moment, but probably the biggest proposal that has been considered in the last few months is this attempt that was made by the Murdochs to really consolidate their power with a merger, a merger of their two major media companies, so Fox and News Corp. And and that's interesting because these companies, they, they did in a way used to form part of one big company, that original split, it came after the phone hacking scandal, didn't it? So Could you take me back to that time and the way that that split came about in the first place? Yeah, sure. So back in 2011, The Guardian in the UK broke news that the News Corporation, uh, actually its biggest paper in the United Kingdom, the News of the World, had been hacking into the phones, not just of celebrities or the royal family or politicians or sports stars, but into the phones of a murdered British schoolgirl and it triggered the biggest crisis that the Murdoch empire has arguably ever faced. The wave of public revulsion triggered in the end a huge wave of inquiries around the world into the Murdoch media, but also forced the company to shut down the news of the world altogether. At this point, the family's completely divided about how to respond to the phone hacking crisis. And what they did in the middle of that meltdown, they decided to try and quarantine Uh, as their shares were absolutely going through the floor, try and stem the losses by hiving off Fox Corporation, which was the US business by and large, quarantining the film and television business from the old newspaper business. 
Let's get more now on our top story and Rupert Murdoch's move to separate News Corporation into two. Mark McDonnell is... I finally reached a conclusion that it was the right thing to do and the more I go into it and the more I study it, the more enthusiastic I am about it. They wanted to give investors the impression that the losses from the legacy newsprint were being quarantined off and they would spin off a new company, Fox Corporation, which had much more upside and growth potential and hopefully free it from the kind of downward spiral of litigation and compensation that News Corp was facing. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, its newspaper and book publishing assets would be separated from the more profitable entertainment business. So how much of it then is as a result of the phone hacking scandal in the United Kingdom? Well, officially the company's denying that that's the case. Uh, but I think uh, most of us see that it has played a role. They spun off Fox Corp and it was a huge transaction. News Corporation remained the company which owned all of the newspapers. That includes not just the Times and the Sun uh, in England, but of course the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post in America and in Australia, the Australian, as well as all of the tabloids that we know. So. Investors saw that there were two companies now, a good company, Fox Corp, full of growth prospects, and what they saw was a bad company, News Corporation, which had the legacy newspaper businesses with this long tail of liability from the phone hacking scandal. Okay, so that's how the split came about a decade ago now. So when did we first hear that there might be some move to reunite the empire, to put the, the bad and the good back together again? Well, I had actually revealed in my book, my biography of Lachlan, who is, of course, the Fox Corporation CEO, that he had, at the beginning of 2022, in February, pulled together the boards of both Fox and News Corporation and the senior leadership from both companies and called them to his mansion at Beverly Hills called Chartwell for a one-day strategy meeting which was designed to kind of think about how the Murdoch media empire would respond to the challenges of Web3, you know, blockchain, the metaverse. Lachlan had a view that the media industry had been caught off guard by Web2, the rise of social media and, and so forth, and he didn't want to see that happen again. But the very fact that Lachlan himself would pull together the boards of both companies sparked internally discussion about whether a merger might be back on the table. It kind of surprised the market in October last year, 2022, when both companies, Fox Corporation and News Corporation, announced that they'd received a letter from the Murdoch Family Trust and from Rupert Murdoch himself saying that they were considering a proposal to merge the companies again and put them back together effectively and would set up special committees of both boards, the Fox and News Corporations, to consider the merits of a merger proposal. So when the companies made this announcement in October and set up these special committees, there was immediately a kind of bit of head scratching amongst investors because Lachlan himself, when he took over as chief executive of Fox Corporation, had said in 2019 that he didn't see an industrial logic in putting the companies back together. But I suppose you never say never, and now it seemed to be back on the table. 
yeah, obviously something changed for Lachlan and I wonder what that was because the last person to be chairman of both of those companies as a single entity was his father, Rupert Murdoch. So to what extent do you think that this is about lining up the two halves of the empire, joining them back up once again at a time when Lachlan is sort of coming into view as as the likely successor so that he can follow in the footsteps of his father and really be solidified as the true successor to the Murdoch businesses. Well, I think that was a, a large part of the motivation, Ruby. And the current situation is that the Murdoch Family Trust uh, controls both companies by a holding of approximately 40% of the voting shares in each company. So with that 40% voting stake, it's enough generally for the Murdochs to prevail on any given issue that faces, you know, the boards and shareholders of both companies. And yet there are deep divisions within the Murdoch family themselves and on that trust. Once Rupert dies, it then becomes an open question as to how, with Lachlan and James divided, how will the uh, sisters vote? And will they back James or Lachlan? The speculation when I wrote the biography of Lachlan was that they would be aligned with James. And so I think the merger was an attempt to entrench Lachlan by making him the unquestioned head of the media empire across both companies. Rupert is the executive co-chairman of News Corporation, and that's the last executive role that he has in the empire. I think it's most likely that if we had seen a merger proposal that was concrete and ticked off by the special committees of both boards, you would have seen Lachlan emerge as the executive chair and chief executive of both Fox and News. And most likely you would have seen Rupert relinquish his last executive role. And so there would be no question about who the successor was to Rupert and that it was Lachlan. We'll be back in a moment. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. For longtime editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when writing her debut novel. I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of, you know, trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for. Please, <laughs> please go see a therapist. We're very pro-therapy. Yeah, this. yeah <laughs> if, that's, no, if that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Paddy, Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch, it's clear they want to consolidate News Corp and Fox into one company. When they actually float this idea, what kind of reaction do they get from shareholders? Well, it's interesting because there's immediately a backlash. Shares of Fox News parent Fox Corp hit their lowest level since January of 2021 Monday morning 
while shares of News Corp were on course for their best day in nearly two years. There's going to be some yeah. major blowback yeah. from big personalities and big, uh, big you know, wigs in the media world learning they're going to be back in bed with Fox News. That, that's going to be... And that is true. Now, there was no flesh on the bones of the proposal at all. There was simply a couple of lines about the exploring the potential for a merger and an indication that the Murdoch Family Trust supported the proposal. So if you continue to believe that Fox was the good company with the pure US focus and none of the legacy problems of the print media, then you would expect maybe that News Corporation shareholders would have welcomed a proposal to merge with what is undoubtedly still a very profitable business. But what we actually saw was a lot of head scratching from investors and a bit of confusion as to which was any longer the good company and which was the bad company. We never actually got to see what would the new merged News Corporation or Fox Corporation or whatever it was going to be called, what would it look like? Which businesses would be integrated and, and how? There were obviously synergies between the two companies, let's face it. And ultimately, if you put the two companies together, there would undoubtedly be cost savings. But Fox Corporation investors look at News Corporation and say, oh, it's a grab bag of assets from all over the conglomerate. You know, it's all a bit unwieldy and Fox Corporation investors didn't want to see their earnings from, you know, the Fox News powerhouse, for example, diluted by News Corporation, you know, legacy newspaper um, weak earnings uh, or declining earnings. And the same goes on the News Corporation side. Fox News is facing two multi-billion dollar defamation lawsuits in the United States. It's a controversial business and not everyone who has invested in News Corporation uh, necessarily wanted to own a structurally challenged, controversial pay TV business in America. Mm. And so when all of these concerns started to circulate, it did seem publicly, at least, there were plenty of news articles about it, that the merger wasn't going to happen anymore, didn't it? Uh, yeah. The Murdochs had originally said that the deal would only go ahead if it was supported by a majority of non-Murdoch-aligned shareholders in Fox and News. And so... As more and more institutions, fund managers came out objecting publicly, it did begin to look as though there was no way the merger could succeed. All right, some breaking news now. Rupert Murdoch has withdrawn plans to recombine Fox Corp and News Corp. Discussions for the In January, News Corporation announced that it received interest from a US company called CoStar in buying Moving in the United States, which owns Realtor.com, which is the second biggest property listings website in America, from News Corp. And according to the speculation, initially this was leaked, the speculation was that the price was in the vicinity of $3 billion. And as I understand it, it's that opportunity that has caused Rupert and Lachlan to put the merger of Fox and News on ice. Right. So... You're saying, Patty, that because there was this other sale to focus on, the sale of a real estate website, that that was enough for Lachlan and Rupert to lose interest in this huge deal that would cement Rupert's legacy and, and establish Lachlan's power? I mean, $3 billion is a lot for a business which Lachlan, in fact, uh, was integral to 
News Corp originally investing in digital real estate when he um, urged them to take a, a 44% stake in um, realestate.com.au back in 2000. But there's a wrinkle in that transaction, which is that it will take a year to 18 months to complete. And so the Murdochs took the view that there was no point having lawyers and bankers working on a merger proposal uh, for the next 12 to 18 months. So they've put it on ice. But my understanding is that they remain keen on the merger. And in fact, some of the comments that Lachlan made at the Fox Corporation earnings call last week suggest he remains keen on the merger. And I suspect that once that transaction is completed, the merger will be back on the table. Mm. Okay, so once this deal involving the sale of Move Inc is secured, it seems like we might start to hear once again about this potential merger. If this does become something that they're they're prosecuting again with stakeholders, I wonder what a merger like this really means in terms of the influence of the Murdochs. What will it mean for their market dominance when it comes to news and entertainment and will it expand their influence? Well, I think that's an open question, Ruby. I mean, I think that unquestionably the influence of Fox and News combined at a global level is probably not what it was even in 2016 uh, when, you know, there were a lot of commentators suggesting that Trump was a Fox president and, you know, Brexit was um, backed by the Murdoch newspapers in, in the UK and there was this populist wave which was kind of closely identified with the Murdoch media. So, yeah, you have commentators kind of speculating about how the political influence of the Murdoch media seems to be in decline. Obviously, in the US, we have now the Biden presidency and Lachlan himself describing Fox News, for example, as the loyal opposition to the Biden administration. And, you know, all of the prognostications on Fox News about a Republican red wave that we were going to see at the midterm elections in November, it just did not eventuate at all. I think it comes back to the Super Bowl and Elon Musk sitting next to Rupert Murdoch. I mean, who is the more powerful of those two? And I don't pretend to have an answer, but I think putting Fox and News Corporation together could well entrench the succession to Lachlan. It could well add some scale, but does it increase their political influence around the world? I think that's not clear. Well, we'll have to wait and see, I suppose, Patty. Thank you so much for your reporting and for your time talking to me about it. Ruby, thank you. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news today, the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe says interest rates have not reached their peak and that he doesn't know how high they could yet go. Lowe, who was answering questions at Senate Estimates, also appeared to defend the profits that banks were making as mortgage repayments rise. He said, I know it's hard for people to accept when they're suffering, but the country is better off having strong, resilient banks. And neurosurgeon Charlie Teo has been facing a week-long disciplinary hearing in front of the New South Wales Medical Council's Professional Standards Commission. 
The husband of one of Tio's former patients has told the inquiry that Tio told his wife that if she didn't have brain surgery, she would be, quote, fucking dead by Friday. The hearing continues. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.